Good evening. Good evening. Podcast partner. Yes. Do you want to tell me the interesting fact that you just told me then before we started recording? Oh, that today is the longest day of the year. Yeah. In the Southern Hemisphere. Summer and solstice. my birthday is the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. The shortest, shortest day of the year here. The winter solstice. No, but that would only be... That's not every year, is it? Yeah. Every it's, year. It's the exact same day. Yep. Even on a leap year. <laughs> yep. And they have a festival for it in... At Stonehenge. I mean, in lots of places. Because yeah. the sun, places like Latvia, the sun doesn't go down. I don't know why I said Latvia. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those. Anyway, topics. today's topic is... Julian Assange. Julian Assange. And you're taking it because I'm losing my voice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we've got a, a summer cold that's come on in the studio. Not COVID. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, we're sitting um, two meters apart. We're sitting anyway. two meters apart. Um, but look, last week I had a cold, so it might have been what I had. A lot of people ask that, by the way. They think you are in the UK because they say who's Neil, because all the people, that, the millions of people who listen to this, yeah. are from my side of the world, like my connections. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they say, "How do you know Neil?" And I say, "From Cambridge." but he's from Melbourne and they say, Oh cool. And he's over there. I'm like, no, we record from the studio. Oh, is that sit, sitting I, opposite each other. Because I sound like I'm so far away. <laughs> Apparently. I do have a bit of an English accent. I've been told mm, that. Not sure about that. Okay. An English person Ju- who lives in Clapham. So they're Aussie. That was a joke. A joke from like 10 years ago. <laughs> Angels where it's at these days with all these strands. Okay, back to the topic. Yeah, so... Julian Assange. Julian Assange, a man who has been cancelled um, by... Well, he's, he's um, on trial at the moment. I think they're trying to extradite him from the UK, where he's in prison, Belmarsh Prison in the UK, which is apparently quite a notorious prison over there. And they're trying to send him to America to face trial for espionage. Uh, And he's facing, I think, something like 175 years in jail. And it's Mm. for leaking things like Hillary Clinton's emails on his website, WikiLeaks. Uh, And I think one of the most notorious ones is like the Afghanistan or Iraq or both wars. Don't look at me. You're the guy who's done. Oh, <laughs> this is your topic. He, he, um, yeah, he's he, through his his um, platform. Wiki I Lights. thought the main trial against him is about hacking into the with Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning, yeah. Bradley Manning, yeah, which was of I think it was a because the, that's a crime. The Iraq hack. Yeah. Okay. So, so the topic Chelsea is Chelsea Manning was a whistleblower. The topic is. Should Julian Assange be cancelled? Should he? Well, yeah, he's he is he has been cancelled. We're just using the theme cancelled because yeah. <laughs> that's the name of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. But should he? I guess we're exploring. Should he be brought back to Australia? Should he? Well, is, be extradited is, is he, to the US? Is he? A, is he a criminal? Is he a hero? Is he, is he a, he a journalist? Villain? Is he a journalist? Is what he was doing 
like is what he does or what his platform does important for democracy mm-hmm. and important for I guess the like making sure that governments can be held accountable okay well let's discuss yeah so can, so before today I knew very little about Julian Assange and I asked I have maybe seen a bit of that film with Benedict Cumberbatch so when you you know there's a film about him yeah, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. plays him so when you say Julian Assange I picture Benedict Cumberbatch with bleach or white hair yeah, 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 which yeah. is like when you say Bernie Sanders I picture Larry David Larry David being anyway so this I asked someone who follows the news closely someone who I trust just to make sure is it really ignorant of me that I don't know all the details about Julian Assange so I asked this person and they said they didn't know much they think he's dodgy he's the guy that got all the secrets out on the US He's done some dodgy stuff to women. He's a hero to some people and a villain to others. They suspected the truth was somewhere in between. Um, Someone who we both heard from tonight thinks he's a coward because he won't face the music, but it's very complicated. And this person said they won't be casting judgment. And they told me that I shouldn't either. (laughs) And that's, but that is, Pro- and then they said they're not really interested. And that's probably exactly where I was at before I started researching. Yeah. Like, I, the other thing I thought about him was, I was like, wasn't he engaged to Pamela Aniston? No. Pamela Aniston was a, was a supporter of his. No. Visit him. I'll tell you who I thought it was. I thought it was Mariah Carey. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's engaged to Mariah Carey. And I was like, no, that was James Packer. Yeah. They're not together anymore, right? No, I don't think so. But, and then it was like, oh, Pamela Anderson, not Aniston, sorry. Anderson. Anderson. You're thinking of Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, sorry. So another, Pamela another Anderson. Beautiful woman from but, the 90s. But she was just, she's just a supporter. But he is actually engaged to someone. Yeah, he's got, he's, I think he's had two kids with her. Oh, uh, how hasn't he been in... People would go visit him inside that um, embassy, I'm pretty sure. You know, I just looked up the... Because I was trying to figure out, oh, where in London is the embassy? You know, is it on that street where they all are? Have I walked past it? And I looked it up and the reviews are all saying um, free Wi-Fi is pretty unreliable because, like, there's so many reviews. Nice, but internet connection doesn't work. Beautiful place but internet doesn't seem to be working. So did he complain about the internet? Is that the big joke? I think the joke is that the CIA have like hacked into the Wi-Fi in that building. Cause oh. they're spying on him. Cause did you read, did you read about how it was, it was leaked that the CIA had discussed. Yeah, it's recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Control freak. Sorry, carry on. It was. It came out that the CIA had discussed whether or not they should go into the embassy and assassinate him. I did read that. That's pretty wild. 
Oh no, you told me that. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I don't have a second source on yeah. that, so I'm taking your word for it. Yeah. So it, it, you can look it up now on your phone, but it's that was news a few months ago. Okay. So don't you think that that's a little bit scary that the American government is willing to assassinate someone who has provided a platform that exposes when they've committed war crimes? What was the last thing you said? Oh, that exposes... Okay. Um, let's see. Yes, there are quite a few... Quite a few articles on this. Interesting. So, when did you get interested in this? It's been... I mean, he's... I know it's been huge for the last... When did he... When was WikiLeaks so it, founded? 2006 or something. I'm not sure what he's done, but but he's you know I think he's been quite a pub. He's been a <coughs> quite a. It's been an interesting story to follow. Um, and and have you followed it the whole way through? Like not, before not, he not was in, in the embassy. Not intently, but I think when it was the um, when the Chelsea Manning stuff started, because Chelsea Manning got sent to jail. Yeah. For leaking that information to WikiLeaks but was pardoned by Obama but when that stuff started because the I don't know if you do you remember when the footage was leaked as part of that big leak on WikiLeaks of the helicopter gunning down I saw that you sent me a video and yeah. I watched that so that was when like I was like what the hell is going on and it's also I guess it was I found it interesting too that he's a he's an Australian and he's not getting any support from... He's an Australian citizen. He's not getting any support from his government. Like... What kind of support do you think they should provide? So, should we back up and just say the whole kind of timeline? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't read his Wikipedia lately, but... <laughs> well, I'm on Britannica. Have you seen that? Encyclopedia. The encyclopedia. I mean, yeah, it was like the old school physical copies. Yeah. But now it's got this website that pops up right below Wikipedia. Cool. And I just feel like that's got to be more reliable. (laughs) So now I'm like, oh, yeah, I get my information from Botanica, not Wikipedia. Anyway, so Julian Assange, some fun facts on who he is. When he, do you know when he was born? 50 years ago. 71? Yeah. 1971. What month? July. 3rd of July. So is he also a Gemini? No, I think I'm the last date of Gemini's. I think that's Leo? Is he a Leo? No, no, I don't think that's Leo. The one between Gemini and Leo. I don't know anything about star signs. Okay, moving on. This is when people like stop doing annoying tangents. Um... <laughs> People love star signs. It could explain a lot about his behaviour. Maybe. Okay. So, this was interesting, what I read about him growing up. So, did you kind of know this? You sent me a TED Talk, an interview with him. Yeah. And they talk about him. So, as a child, he moved around frequently. Combination of homeschooling and whatever. I think on that... On that interview they said he went to 36 different schools or something crazy so as a teenager he was really into computers and he started hacking 
He infiltrated a number of secure systems, including NASA and the Pentagon as a teenager. So in 1991, Australian authorities actually charged him with 31 counts of cybercrime. So the man is, by definition, a criminal. A hacker. (laughs) From age, from teenage years. And he pleaded guilty. Um, But at sentencing, he only received a small fine and the judge ruled that his actions were the result of youthful inquisitiveness. Little did they know what would. Well, then wasn't he wasn't he hired by the Australian government after that? Um, I'm not sure. It just says that he. Over the next decade, he studied physics, the same degree that I did at the same university that both of us went to for undergrad. Cool. Melbourne, um, but he didn't earn a degree. And then, yeah, um, WikiLeaks was set up in 2006. Its first publication was a message from a Somali rebel leader encouraging the use of a hired gunman to assassinate government officials. So WikiLeaks is kind of everyone's heard of WikiLeaks. Yeah. And I feel like Julian Assange, people often put the same Julian Assange and Edward Snowden in the yeah. same category of like they're those people who are involved in leaking stuff but whistleblowers yeah and people are either like so into it and following the whole thing or kind of like not too sure yeah I've heard of I've heard what's going on I've heard about Pamela Anderson but don't know much else but you're one of the people following it so why don't you tell us what happens next? So, the, yeah, as I said, the one that I guess when it started to make big news around the world was the the Chelsea Manning yeah. leaks. 2010. 2010. And then it seems like the American government has been after him ever since, him mm-hmm. personally. And mm-hmm. now that he's been... So the, the reason that I guess I wanted to discuss it on the podcast is it's it's a relatively... It's a, it's it's in the news at the moment. I think it came into the news last week that... Was it last week where the UK government said, yep, like, we'll extradite him to America for him to face his espionage charges. And I think from what I've read, and this is the reason I wanted to discuss it, is that it's going to set a precedent that... American government will charge journalists with espionage if they blow the whistle on them when they've committed crimes. Well, that's what I've been reading, that it won't set a precedent. So it was very interesting when I asked you. And um, Ben, I asked Ben, who is a huge fan of the show, who wants to come on, actually, and talk about what does he want to talk about? The thing that happened recently in the um, US. The self-defense shooting. Oh. Carl Rittenhouse. Yeah. Anyway. But he said... Um... 
he said the media once upon a time had values. Oh, I didn't ask if I could say what he said. But anyway, basically he's saying um, no one's out there making the case. Oh, no, sorry. I'll totally mess this up. Basically, I feel like you... Was it you who was saying was saying everyone's defending him in the press? But then what I no no I didn't say everyone. Oh. I said I said he's got defenders from like people who are YouTubers who are like left wing YouTubers mm-hmm. all the way through to it's a very kind of diverse range to mm. t- Tucker Carlson on Fox News mm-hmm. defends Julian mm-hmm. Assange mm-hmm. because he defends the American First Amendment, which mm-hmm. is freedom of speech, freedom of press. Yeah. And so he's saying Julian Assange... Which is what this podcast is all about. Well, yeah. And so, so they're saying, all right, so Julian Assange put all of this stuff out there. He puts all of his stuff onto WikiLeaks. They, according to WikiLeaks, they vet the information that they get sent by journalists who volunteer to work for them. So... They will get stuff constantly sent to them through Signal or other encrypted messaging services. And then they will get a journalist to vet it and say, this seems legit. And then they'll try and verify the sources and then they will publish it. And so they will also redact who the leak, like they'll try and protect. Are you talking about media in general or WikiLeaks? WikiLeaks. No, but WikiLeaks doesn't redact things. That's the problem. So... All, when that information came out, five other newspapers released the same information redacted and then WikiLeaks released it all unredacted. And that's the argument that they are putting people's lives at danger. See, that's... But they released, was, but they released like 300,000 pages of documents. They release everything. They protect the source's identity. So they were protecting... Bradley Manning's identity at Bradley Manning at the time. Chelsea Manning's identity. See, what I did just then was good journalism ethics by protecting the name of your source <laughs> of Ben <laughs> and not reading out his quote without his and, permission. And he loves privacy too. Anyway. No, but he wants to come on the podcast. But they... Um, where, what were we... Okay, so I'm saying... Yeah. I... Sorry, I was under the impression that... So I was saying... You I were said, kind of like said, everyone supporting no, I said he's got a very... I said it's not... That's what I'm saying, is it's not like a partisan issue. He's got supporters from the left and from the right. Yeah. And what I was saying is that I read up in my two favourite publications. Do you know what they are? The Economist... Yes. And the FT. Yes. <laughs> and both of them were critical on Assange. By basically, they, so they, the Economist article said, obviously there's been multiple articles over the years. There hasn't been one recently that I could see. Um, but they said at the end, the argument that him being used as precedent is just not true because he was he's a hacker he's not a journalist and he's actually a criminal so it's not about silencing journalists it's about 
not but he didn't letting people but, but he the the, ha- the hacking the espionage charge that they brought against him was mm. because of a, an informant who has admitted that they lied what's the story with that so the espionage charge for Julian Assange if I if I remember correctly was brought against him because of an informant to the American intelligence agencies who was an Icelandic hacker who said like yep he was teaching Chelsea Manning how to hack into their systems and to get the information he was telling them what information to give him and then that Icelandic person has said that they'd made that up okay and he also didn't get that information himself he was given it from someone so I think the thing the thing I think why it's been big news is that but the central charge is computer hacking it's an indefensible violation of the law is what the economist said neither journalists nor activists like Mr. Assange have carte blanche to break the law in exercising their first amendment rights they're entitled to publish freely, not to break and enter physically or digitally to do so. And so that central charge is about being accused of helping Chelsea Manning, who stole the war logs and diplomatic cables in 2010 to try and crack the password to a classified military network. Though he, he was probably unsuccessful, the alleged act made him a co-conspirator co-conspirator in the effort by Ms. Manning, who we now know is in prison. No, is free. Is oh. pardoned by the president. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, no. I really don't have <laughs> the details on this. No, but that's why I think it's interesting too, is that like the American president, so Obama did it after the he was finishing in, in his second term and he pardoned Chelsea Manning. But o- Obama was really against... Um, Julian Assange. Assange. Yeah. 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 Maybe because he's Australian. <laughs> yeah. But then it's, it's also weird that the Americans are charging him for a crime when he's on foreign soil. Is that is that another thing that's been in the news? That was the thing we were talking about. Because my thing is like, okay, if he's committed a crime, why can't our government say, get him to serve that sentence in Australia or get him to face the music in Australia? Yeah. Because he's going to end up in some messed up prison in America. And I saw that they've assured, they've taken that into account, that he's he's in a really bad mental and physical state. So, sorry, yeah. basically what happened was he was going along publishing all the stuff and then at some point, what, 10 years ago, he was arrested in the UK and then he ended up in the he was released on bail and ended up in the seeking Ecuador. asylum yeah, yeah seeking asylum um and that's when he faced prosecution in Sweden where he was wanted in connection with sexual assault charges yeah so that was 2010 he was arrested in London held without bond, pending possible extradition to Sweden, released on bail, 2011, 
whatever, the, the extradition that was appealed went to the Supreme Court. Oh, and then 2011, he was awarded the Sydney Peace Foundation's gold medal, an honor that had previously been bestowed on Nelson Mandela and the Dalai Lama for his exceptional courage in pursuit of human rights. So, yeah, he has fans. Pretty interesting character. And then, did you know about his memoir? No. So, his memoir was published against his wishes. Didn't know that. Could be one of the books to include in my 100 books. But I I'm, I'm, I guess my question for you is, like, at a from, like, the, for the higher principles, if someone has leaked information about the government committing a war crime... Should like they be that and isn't it is it scary then that the government has come after him so hard, like his life for the last ten years and for however long he lives will be awful. And it's because he exposed war crimes that the Americans were committing. So is your argument that all the other stuff? Uh, uh, this is no, what no, I'm. No, no, I'm. I'm saying that it's scary that he's been gone after so hard because he's exposed what the military in America have done, and I think that it's would send a message to other journalists who want to. No, sorry, but why would you say? But why would you say he's been gone after so hard for trying to hack? into the Pentagon. Because people get hacked all the time. Old people get emails saying, send us, you know, your bank details. That's hacking. But not into the Pentagon. But he didn't go into the Pentagon. He He did. But the, the case that he's being, that they're going after him for so hard is something that made them look really bad. Okay, but then this is why I want to ask you... This is why all of this rung a bell for me on a podcast I listened to a long time ago, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History, where he goes into really interesting things that have been overlooked. And he talks about this case from... You know, Malcolm Gladwell goes on tangents in his podcast, and he... (laughs) No, but he's... He's great. But but what... um, like, <coughs> no, so this is this is what I want to ask you. This is important. There, Malcolm Gladwell lays out this asset that the CIA used, who was a terrorist who committed crimes targeting Americans, and then turned himself into the CIA and said, "I used to be a terrorist. I want to make amends for all that, and I want to." become an informant and give you guys information and his information led to a the a terrorist called the jackal to be captured yeah so he was an extremely useful asset and then this information got out about this guy and malcolm gladwell explains when information that's a national security risk comes out to the press like the press get access to this in the uk there's this notice you can serve that says 
we really strongly advise you do not publish this because this is putting lives at risk. And yes, there's free press, yeah. but don't publish this. But so it's slightly in different, the US, slightly different though. No, but it's the same principle. So in the US, they don't have that. In, in this case, it led to the journalists. It led to this asset being killed, of course, because the journalists published this information about someone who had helped the CIA and then obviously that person gets killed. And that, the argument is, yes, you have freedom of press, but when you're risking people's lives, you don't just publish everything. And Julian Assange published stuff that led, and this is the argument from the newspapers I read, that led, you know, an Ethiopian journalist having to flee for his life. He didn't redact things. So he put lives at risks and that's just being irresponsible. But the but the stuff that the the stuff with Chelsea Manning was from a war that the Americans started. Yeah, but there's a reason where, like, that everyone everyone in the world knew that that war was happening. Yeah, but people don't know the inside. Do you agree that some things shouldn't become public knowledge? Wow. There are state secrets. Anti-freedom of speech. (laughs) It's not anti-freedom of speech. It's not saying... Some things should be private, for sure, yeah. Like, do you agree with the Malcolm Gladwell thing? That thing should have been kept a secret. That asset's identity should have been protected. It wasn't protected, so he was murdered. Yeah, and that sounds like... The Why would people ever go and give information ever again? Like, that is how you catch the bad guys, right? Are the bad guys inform on them? Why would people ever inform if they see this, they end I don't, up But this wasn't, this wasn't informant. This was just like... No, but I'm just asking you, in that case, do you agree that you can say to the journalist, please don't release that? Yeah, there needs, yes, to, you there have needs, free to, be, press. There needs to be stuff that's like... So in the case with Julian Assange, the Ethiopian journalist, yeah, I don't, I'm not by journalist ethics, would you say it's irresponsible? Do not put that person's but life at risk. But that's not why he's being like. That yeah, but it's Ethiopian a series of it's a series of things. He's a hacker. But you, so you think you think you know that, I would just pick whatever size the opposite of me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but that's why I I, I want to no, know. But like, that's what makes it interesting. Because <laughs> if you, we should try and argue the reverse positions. You say he needs to be put in prison, and then yeah, maybe no, I, 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 I would say I think he, I, he's you know if I'm sure he's broken multiple laws. Mm. I'm not saying he's a saint, mm. but I'm saying that I think the message to other journalists or other mm. people that want to run a website that's similar to WikiLeaks, which a lot of people think is an important website to have because it does expose things that Western governments are doing around but the world. Not just Western but governments. But isn't that either. normal about and businesses too? Isn't that normal about like I have a my uncle works for the Defence Force. Everything he does is a secret. Like you can't learn what language he's learning or whatever he's doing because that will give away information don't we just accept that that the government does some stuff because of national security we can't find out but if you found out that like we were paying our army to go and commit crimes you'd want to know about that well that stuff has happened right yeah and that it happened in australia with the um with the sas very recently 
yeah, so I'm not saying none of it's important. I'm just saying I think there is a reason there are ethics in journalism and there's a reason you should follow them and you shouldn't break the law, basically. I do agree. I'm not an anarchist, like, I believe. Yeah, and, law no, and, and, he, like, and he is because another thing that he did that I think seemed to have really annoyed, like, parts of, like, the American kind of government was that he leaked the emails from Hillary's web server. Well, so that's the other point that's Which, brought, which exposed that the Democratic Party were trying to make Hillary Clinton lead them in the election and screw Bernie and others over. So that's the other point that comes up with him, that everything he's doing seems... He's not releasing other secrets. He's aligned... Like, the TV show he made, or the series of interviews he made, were on Russian state support. Yeah, yeah. And, like, everything he's doing seems to be against the US it's not like and so I think that's the fear like why isn't he also releasing secrets about Russia or why is he aligning like why does it appear that he's specifically attacking the US I think that's probably why they really don't like him yeah of course no that but that's that's why like interfering with their election and I I think that's why it's the the scary thing is that they're showing that if you mess with them or if you are a pain, like if you cause them pain, then you're done. Yeah. It's like what we were talking about, what the, we were talking about the Chinese government last week. Mm. And that is the same argument that I sent the last week's podcast um, to a friend of mine in China, a Chinese guy. I wanted to him to let me know if I've absolutely butchered it or not. Um, and he said, yes, you guys butchered it. No, he didn't say that. Um, he made that point that this is kind of how they think about it, that given this is what he says, given a substantial number of people in China, particularly in rural areas, are highly uneducated and rely on limited news and media to obtain information, they can be easily swayed and become potential disruptors to social stability. Therefore, I think it's not necessarily right for everyone in the public to know all the information, especially when they can't tell what's true and what's the rumour. So, and then he says... Yeah, if you've ever learned about politics, you should know that governments, whether democratic or not, use media to control people. So that's kind of interesting because that's kind of, I guess, what I'm saying. But obviously, I don't agree with it in the same way that China does it, which is like you can't say anything against the party. That was our other... That was our other episode, like, should journalists be allowed to speak against their governments? Mm. Like, yes, definitely. But some information... I mean, it's it's so interesting. It also goes into the... It's so interesting, the role of the media. And it goes into 
what I was just listening to Steven Pinker talking about the media today, how they really like they send the message to us that the world is this terrible place by the way they report and a way to resolve that could be to include charts as you do with sport or as you do with business and have updates and show like you know the thousands of people I think it's tens of thousands of people each week are lifted out of poverty and like the world really on like long-term scales is getting better but anyway the news obviously except for during the pandemic life expectancy went backwards but so long longer scales yeah but so it isn't so I don't do you think think do you think what Assange was doing or what WikiLeaks does is journalism well just dumping documents I don't I think that could be quite irresponsible if it if they're not yeah, because as I was saying, with this asset and with this thing we were talking about with Malcolm Gladwell's episode on the terrorists, it's called The Road to Damascus, he um, explains how it works with the journalist. When a journalist comes across information, they need multiple sources, then they go to the CIA or whatever government, they say they've got the information they're going to publish and the gut, they have a, you know, and then it will be like a deal, a trade-off. Because journalists published what was from WikiLeaks. Yeah, but they redacted. They published the same stuff, but redacted. Yeah, but it's a, but it's because it's a story. That's the difference. It's like, what's the story? But, but I think it's the... Why does the public need to know this? And it's this, but it's the story that's the thing that's like pissed off the government. But I think what people say with WikiLeaks is they're not necessarily publishing the story. They're just dumping information. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't even... The first story, I think it says on that Britannica thing, that they didn't even have... Um, the source wasn't even verified. So my whole point, which seemed totally irrelevant before, but my point is the, the news... So people media has to, a lot of so people power. People need to censor what they say, is what you're saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to consider what's the point of the story. And in China, the point is that he's saying the media, blah, 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 is controlled. And for the reason it's controlled, I don't agree with because it's trying to fully control and you can only have one view. Obviously, we don't like that. But just sending out information, and obviously, like, with Peng Shui being able to say, you know she's being assaulted and then that her being shut down like that is not okay but that is very different to just dumping information that can put that can be a national security risk or that can put people's lives at risk like you have to do it responsibly you have to you have to talk should the and then that becomes a better story when you talk to the cia and you say you find out, wow, they really don't want to, they really don't want this published. And is it because someone's life's at risk or are they doing something dodgy? And then that's where you can do really powerful investigative journalism, don't you think? Rather than being like, hey, I stole these documents and now I'm like throwing them into the air for everyone to see. Yeah. And do you think... What? I really shouldn't be commenting on this. I just don't know enough Have you? Do it. you know much about Edward Snowden? No. Should watch. You should watch Zero Dark Thirty. I've seen that. 
No, Zero Dark Thirty about... No, that's about Bin Laden, isn't it? Yeah. God, I'm tired. No, you should watch um, the Edward Snowden one. It's got numbers in it as well, <laughs> in the title. Okay. But... Because um, he's, he's someone else who exposed what American... Like, the American government was doing spying on everyone that uses <coughs> the internet, essentially. And now he's in exile. Sorry for the coffee. That's all right. Um, but should we just say the other arguments we came across um, yeah. in the discussion we were just having from someone with a very strong opinion who says he's a coward, he's running away from his charges, he's running and hiding, he's not facing up, that's cowardly, he ran away from rape allegations... I actually did read they were only dropped because of statute of limitation. They couldn't interview him. They didn't get a chance to actually interview him within the five years. That's why they were dropped. So it's like he's potentially a rapist. Mm. Um, I mean, he was charged as a teenager. Like he, the man has done criminal things. And, but yeah, he's not, he's just running away. But now it does seem that he's really unwell. He had a stroke in court yeah, the other stroke. day. Yeah. I mean, he smeared feces on the walls at the Ecuador embassy. He didn't feed his cat, apparently, or his cat was in a terrible state. So the man's... I mean, but... Yeah. Anyway. But so some would argue that, yeah, he's a cat. So what do you say to that? I think... Like, if he's I done can, nothing can, wrong, shouldn't he face the charges? I think... I, well, I think he should have faced the charges for the rape allegations if he was accused of rape. Yeah. But then I can also see that if he'd gone to Sweden, he would have ended up in Guantanamo Bay or something like that on some other charge, which is what's mm. going to happen to him now anyway. Do you, yeah. think, do you think he's, like, a hero? Or can you see why people think he's a hero? Yeah, but I think people should... I think it's funny how we forget about character in things like this. Mm. Like, Donald Bradman wasn't a nice guy. No, just kidding. (laughs) Um, um, No, but it's like that he is a criminal. Do you agree? Well, he's, he's been a hacker since he was a teenager. Yeah. That's committing a crime. He's committed crime. Yeah, I'm not saying he's... he's potentially a, raped someone. <coughs> so... I think that even could be dangerous for free speech to make it a thing about free speech where it's actually not necessarily about free speech. It's actually, you know, about... Like, that he's committed crimes. And if people don't know that, I think that could be dangerous. Because then people will say this is all about suppressing free speech when it's actually not necessarily. Mm. So you think that... So do you think that he shouldn't... I mean, I, I guess it's more, as I said, like, at a higher level, I think that he's exposed something he's exposed the government doing something wrong he's mm. a flawed character and then I think 
that the government have come after him because he's exposed them doing something wrong. Okay. I know that there's that might you know, be true. I know that I know that there's different. You know, he's committed this crime. He's accused of this crime. He's accused of this crime. But mm. the principle of it is that he's made multiple governments look really bad, and his that guy's life is no one would want his life now. Mm. So that's the um. That what you're saying is the argument I heard about like getting Al Capone on tax evasion or something because it's like you can't get him on the other yeah. charge. Yeah. And is that kind of your point? Yeah. Yeah. Just using this other stuff when really they just want to. I'm not. But I'm. I'm saying that he's that what he did like the the leaking of this information or giving mm. it to journalists mm. to write stories about. Well, that was my question. Why couldn't he just give it to the journalists? But his, Why his thing just... is, I guess his thing of having WikiLeaks is like, I want everyone to have this But I don't think that's responsible. What What's the public meant to do with like government documents that we're not, you know, we're not trained in being able to read diplomatic but that, cables? That's the, that's or, the internet. Yeah, but isn't that what we're talking about? That it's... If you, if you believe in censorship and, like, <laughs> shutting down... This is so funny. Like, you're putting this on me now. No, no I just I'm think not put, it's I'm not... not that, it's like with TikTok, that little kids learn off TikTok yeah. that the earth is flat and they genuinely believe that and they go to school and their teacher's, like, trying to teach yeah. them and they don't believe it. It's like, that's... How do we deal with that? Like... That's tough. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's very complicated. But I'm not saying censorship's the answer. It's just like, no. I think, I think there's a place for responsible journalism and like, you know, redacting the names. Yeah. One example, like not putting people's lives at risk. It's like, if he'd done all these things, I think it would have been harder to make the case against him. But because... Like he's clearly, what do you, why do you think he's doing this by the way? Like as a teenager, why do you think he went in to hack NASA? Like what was going through his head? I don't know. Not sure. He just seems to be a bit of like a anarchist, um, activist type person. So in that, the, the Ted talk that he does is really interesting Mm -hmm. because he gives an example of where they leaked something, oh God, I'm not going to get the country right, is in the southern part of Africa. Mm. And they leaked things about a new, like, president that was coming in. Mm. And it was that he was, you know, using force to force his mm. way into government. They leaked, put that onto WikiLeaks. Papers in countries that were bordering that one, because the journalists in mm. that country were too scared to write anything about mm. it. Journalists in the countries bordering it started to put stories out. And then... Saying that he was doing what? Saying that this the, the new leader was corrupt, mm. essentially. Yeah, and it taken, changed the course of the election. And it changed, yeah, because then the journalists yep. in that country got the courage to start writing about it. And then he says that. He says, if we let the government control everything that went in the media, then people aren't knowing what the full story is. Yeah, I'm not definitely just, not saying he hasn't done anything good or there's anything wrong with that like revealing the truth but I just think it can be done in a responsible way and when you 
Yeah. Are breaking the law. Like, no one is above the law. Like, we have the law for a reason. Yeah, and well, the way that Edward Snowden did it was he reached out to specific journalists that he Mm. wanted to break the story that he leaked, Mm. that he blew the whistle on. So you think he's a hero? No, I'm saying... No, no, I'm saying... Do you? I can see why people think that he is. Because mm. people do really think he yeah, is. Genuine. Yeah, well, he, All around the world. And he won that award that Nelson Mandela and the Dalai Lama have won mm. as well. How are we doing for time? No, we're, we're, we're nearly done. But anyway, I think it was an interesting, interesting chat. <coughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to... <laughs> I'm just like... I don't know what's going to happen to the guy. And also, I also find it interesting... Yeah, again, that he's that he's an Australian and that our government isn't... Yeah, so that's the point I would say that I saw Barnaby Joyce said that he... Why is he being extradited to the US? He didn't commit the crime in the US. He committed it in Britain. Why isn't he being tried in Britain or where he's a citizen yeah. in Australia? Yeah. And I think a lot of people would agree with, yeah, he can serve his prison sentence in Australia. And yeah. that's what that's what happens in many cases. Um, but yeah, it's like just because he was, you know, if he was, Barnaby Joyce says, if he was insulting the Quran, would he be, he wouldn't be sent to Saudi Arabia. No. Like that's not how it works. No. And we, our government tries to bring, you know, drug smugglers and stuff like that who are on death row in Southeast Asian countries to serve their sentences here. Yeah, although they weren't successful with the... No, but um, it's like... Yeah. Should they be doing that for Julian Assange or are they worried that they'll upset America? Yeah, and probably. Probably, yeah, which is kind and of... And probably Ecuador did a deal with the US yeah, to... To get him out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. But, um... Anyway, we should, uh, should wrap it up. It's getting late. Well, thanks for the topic. <laughs> no stress. And, um, uh, I did want to do a little segment on um, on words that have been cancelled. Yeah. But we'll save that for net when we're back, when we're back. after the Christmas holidays. Happy, happy holidays, everyone. You um, can't say Merry Christmas anymore. Well, I was about to ask you... <laughs> Um, so yeah, to our, taking our two weeks off as all Australians do this time of the time of year, the office is closed, forced leave for me and you. That's it. The studio's shut. Great. So see you in the new year. See you in the new year. <laughs>